Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm ready. I'm more ready. Uh, uh, really? Actually, I think you're more ready because you were trying to dig <laughs> leagues to see Jesus for. So. Well, I, yeah, just saying, I, I have to say, as soon as I hit play on that recording, I started to get kind of dizzy. And I, that's why you saw me. You, nobody else out there saw this. And there's a listening definitely didn't see it. But I had caught up and I walked out just to kind of make sure that I was uh, in the right frame of mind. I turned the fan on. I'm like, man, the enemy is really trying to get at us. Trying to get at me, trying to get at you, trying to get us. I mean, you heard a little couple blips in the opening just now. I had nothing to do I with that. I did hear that. I know. I said, come on. I, I've had enough. In the name of Jesus. Be gone. I mean, seriously. I've really, all right, we're not going to stop battling the enemy. I know that until we get to heaven, but we can say. We have more power than him, though. That's it. That's what we have doing. the blood of Jesus. He's already been defeated. He's already been conquered. Yeah, he's a loser. <laughs> loser. <laughs> all right, so. That should be what we do every single time. <laughs> loser. Loser. <laughs> 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 I didn't know you could make a two two syllable word a four syllable word, but we can do it. Lou who? Oh, Michael Jackson when I was when I was when I was choreographing his dance moves. I learned that. <laughs> hey, yeah, Michael Jackson. <laughs> we got a big show before we get started. We got and that every week, every week, every single week. We got a big show every single week. Every week. We, uh, we're celebrating Purim this week. Actually, our Jewish brothers and sisters are celebrating Purim this week. Still got major storms. We got a one-of-a-kind tropical cyclone we're going to talk about today. And history. One-of-a-kind in history. Oh, that's yours. That's all you. Uh, well, I had to find. I love Earth News. We got Taiwan in the news. We've got Shaq is in the news. Shaquille O'Neal. We got some things happening in, in Turkey that we definitely need to pay attention to. We had some Australian police that are coming out against some Christians, and we got some good positive stuff to end off on. I'm loving the whole things that make you go, hmm, thing. <laughs> that was the wrong way. And uh, you're recovering. I'm, re I'm still recovering. Still recovering. Anyway, so GJ, let me ask a real positive question. How in the last week, and this is going to be hard for me to answer to you, but how in the last week have you overcome the enemy? in some area of your life? First of all, I definitely feel a heaviness. Yeah. And I just feel like it's not all my heaviness. I just feel like there's a lot of heaviness. And God has given me the strength to be able to deal with the heaviness. However, the heaviness 
is heavy. Ah, it is. It's heavy. So to answer your question, the number one thing is giving it to God and just taking it to prayer. Yeah. Well, for those out there listening right now, if you haven't heard, there's been some major events going on in our lives in the last three weeks. One was I almost got taken out. And I did not expect this, but I have been through every single emotion possible, even though I know, and and, that, and people try to throw scriptures at me all the time, right? And as a pastor, I've, <laughs> bam, as a pastor, I've learned real quick that when somebody's going through something, you just don't throw scripture at them. You get to know them and you say, look, here's what the scripture means. Like, don't just quote it. Yes, beat me in the Bible. Don't just quote it. Actually come alongside someone and help them understand what it means to live out what the scripture is saying. So that being said, it's been it's been an interesting week for myself. If I had to answer that question, how have I overcome the enemy this past week? I would say that last night was one of those nights where I just had to come to grips with the fact that some things are going to be difficult and it's going to take a little while to get back to baseline. So that was a big overcoming step for me. That's what I'll say. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> so with all that said, how are you doing today? Oh, today. Today, I am just glad to be spending time with my good friend, G.J. Reynolds. And Who's that? Oh, oh. That's you. It's you. It's, oh, wait, other way. It's you. Mama Reynolds said don't point. It's not nice to point. Well, okay. Mama Reynolds and Sister Reynolds. Happen to be in Israel right now, I think. Right? No, they're leaving. They're leaving tomorrow. They're leaving tomorrow. I thought it was today. Uh, they're leaving tomorrow. All right. Well, they're going oh, to dark thirty. Well, it's kind of tomorrow. So as soon as tomorrow starts, they're going to be on an airplane, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 they're leaving sometime tomorrow. Early, 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 early. Well, I'm praying for their trip. I hope they have a fantastic time. I'd love to go there myself. It's a bucket list item trip for me. But we're going next year. We're going next April, bro. Well, I mean, I hope I get there way before that. Oh, we're going there next April. I mean, what if Jesus? What if Jesus comes back? Well, if Jesus comes back, then you're not going next April. No, it's not. I'm not going next April. It'd be seven years from now. Hey, guess what is being celebrated right now? Well, uh, we celebrated six years. Oh my gosh! Let me just take this off. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, hold on, hold on. Say that one more time. We celebrated six years of women of faith. Women of Faith, six years. I feel, I wish I had like a track, but I'll just do it. Come on. We'll <laughs> so six years, Women of Faith. That's a big birthday. Since we owned it. Since we've owned it. It started in 1996. Well, I get that. I, I get the whole thing. But when you the year that out, I was born. The year I was born. 1996. You're young. 18, no, I mean 1896. Oh, 1896. Well, the way I look no, at it. No, 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 no. Women of Faith started in 1996. I get that, but it was rebirthed six years ago. So as far as I'm concerned, it's six years old. That's just me talking. You don't have to say anything. Hey, that's your story. You're sticking it to it. I started, you know, I'm sticking to it. It was rebirthed six years ago under the leadership of G.J. Reynolds and Alita Reynolds. And I'm really, really grateful for that anniversary. That's amazing. Guess what I'm going to celebrate in the next, in the next week or two? Actually, next Tuesday. What? Next Tuesday. It's a big day. Do tell. It's my 25th wedding anniversary. Wow. 25 years. 25 wow. years. 
So we'll be uh, doing our show next next Tuesday morning, and we'll be celebrating my 25th wedding anniversary. Wow. Well, um, yeah. let's just keep, while we're talking about the anniversaries, the 25th will be 29 years since I had a drink of alcohol. Come on. Yeah, so on the 25th, I'm going to have a bottle of <laughs> bottle of water. <laughs> bottle of water. Oh man, Cherie, hello. Cherie Monahan. By the way, Cherie is a great a great friend of mine from Los Angeles. Yeah. Aren't everybody in the thread your dear friend? Well, I don't know. Maybe you should all ask my friends, all my friends are like silent. <laughs> but Cherie just celebrated 46 years of marriage yesterday. Whoa. Come on. Way to go. Yeah, Cherie and John were pivotal, pivotal when we took over the church center in Los Angeles and coming in and they gave this young guy a shot being a, their senior pastor because they had not ever served under a senior pastor as young as I was. And uh, yeah, Cherie said, I'm the important one from LA. Yep. Love you too, Cherie. Anyways, hi to John for me, which and happy anniversary. So amazing stuff going on. We have to talk about this because it's something that's going on literally right this week. But I didn't actually, I sprung this on GJ. He does Whoa. not talk about it, but it says here, as Jews celebrate Purim. No, no, Purim, Purim is. So this is going to be educational for me. You know Purim is, or Purim. It Purim, like Purim. Purim, Purim, I don't know. I think Purim. I don't know. I've never heard of this. It's Purim. all new to me. It's all new. Purim, like sounds show. Like <laughs> Purim sounds like a shampoo. That's all I'm going to say. Purim sounds more like a holiday to me. Purim. Make your hair silky smooth. Anyway, Jews are celebrating Purim, Purim, whatever you want to call it. And it worked. It worked very well. Yes. Yes. If you want to look like TJ, use some Purim. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to leave. Anyway, the book, of Focus. Focus. <laughs> the book of Esther is where we get the whole story about how Israel was almost completely annihilated when a guy came into leadership and he tried to convince the emperor, the king, to take out and sign and say that on one day, it's like The Purge. Have you ever seen the movie The Purge? I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. There's lots of movies out there. Apparently, there's been several days where people just want to go around and kill each other. But that's kind of what The Purge is about. And that's what was happening in the book of Esther was that uh, Haman, the evil guy, came in and tried to convince the king. He actually put it in a signet ring and said that one day, the following year, that anybody in the in all of his kingdom could freely kill any Jewish person that that lived. Of course, you can't kill a Jewish person that died. So apparently, any Jewish person that was living, they could kill anybody and not have any repercussions. It was one day purge, and so Esther came along, and she was brought in at, for such a time as this, as what it's uh, is what she says, and she came in and was able to convince the king because he couldn't reverse that edict. But she could actually convince him that every Jewish person could then defend themselves. Like he, they could not keep them from defending themselves. So that was the day that Purim was instituted as a holiday. And they thanked the Lord every single time that they were able to defend themselves and stay a nation. So long history study to be able to say that that's what this week is. But as it says here in this news article, that they are asking again for God to save Israel from Persian annihilation. And we've been talking about that a lot, especially from Iran 
and also some places in Iraq. And we're going to talk about Turkey, talk about Russia a little bit as far as that's concerned. And there's still a lot in store for Israel. Let's put it to you that way. Any thoughts on that, GJ? We're going next April. Oh, what? Can anybody join you? Yes. If they pay. <laughs> well, yeah, but maybe we should maybe we should market that. Maybe we should get that out there and say, hey, if you want to go to yeah, Israel. We're, we're, we're going to go live in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. Well, I won't I won't jump the gun there, but I do want to put that on a show because I want to just did jump the gun. So <laughs> no, I'm okay. saying I won't put the link out there for people to join before you guys do. But I want to. Okay. I really do. Thank like, you. I, I want to go too. Thank you. Tell us about the snowfall. I never heard of this. It's like move on. Snowfall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I literally got nothing today. I'm just no, you got stuff. You got stuff. I'm your number two fan. You're my number two fan. Who's number one? Oh, Mama Reynolds is number one. Okay, I'm about number 28 then. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. All right. I'm thinking Tanya, people will probably be calling you any minute. Journey. Obviously, my mom and sister, they send you cards. They never send me anything. Well, I mean, they didn't send me a card before I had a stroke, though. Yeah, anything to get a card. Anything to get a card. Well, turning now to the snowfall, snowfall is not just happening in here in California and all over the country, actually, but on Southern Ontario was hit by what they called an intense winter storm. And you know what? I never even knew this was a word. As a matter of fact, Siri doesn't even think it's a word, but thunder snow. Can anybody tell me what thunder snow is? Yes. The technical term is a lot of snow. <laughs> well, He's a lot of snow. Well, when I clicked on it, thankfully, we have a little thing that pops up here. It says, snowfall accompanied by thunder and lightning. I mean, I think somebody should tell, should probably tell the dictionary that this is a word because it's not in my dictionary. Anyway, they had thunder snow and heavy snowfall in Canada. But not just that. We want to talk a little bit about this. So, No, you do because I know nothing about this. Well, I just found it this morning. So, Tropical Cyclone Freddy. Now, I don't think that's a very scary Whoa, name. Oh, Freddy. Come on, Freddy. I think Freddy is not a very scary name. <laughs> hey, when I, when I think of Freddy, the movie. Oh, yeah. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Friday the 13th, which yeah. I've never seen, by the way. Is that Friday the 13th? I thought that was Jason. Maybe. Maybe Jason. Yeah, I think Freddy is the other one. What's that? Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, no, I've, not, I've not seen any of them. I, well, I haven't seen that one either, but the longest lived and one of a kind tropical cyclone in history, in history, wow. Wow. is blowing through some of these areas. It traversed the entire 10,600 mile wide Indian Ocean, became the first category five storm of 2023. So it was a category five storm, the largest cyclone in history, in history that's been recorded. So GJ, we keep talking about this as far as every single time we've talked about a storm or something like that, it comes up and it says it's some massive, I don't know, there's always these words that, that are used. You have to remind me. Apocalyptic, annihilation, largest in history. I mean, yeah, there you go. There you go. Can't say anymore. Well, you could. You just not. You just. <laughs> Moving on to uh, wars and rumors of wars. 
because Jesus said there would be some. He said there will be nations that rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And we have here, GJ, you posted this. I know you did. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't what? me. It was you. Okay, it was me. <laughs> All right, well, Taiwan is back in the news. I know. That's a miracle. Tanya must be calling him. He's leaving. Leaving me hanging. So the uh, new Speaker of the House, McCarthy, going to meet with the president, Taiwan's president. So again, Taiwan, China, Russia, there's more news about what's going on and the alignments. Some of it could be rumors. Some of it could be posturing. The one thing is you can just see, if you, I mean, pretty much go to any news outlet and you'll see that there's that rise in tensions, whether it's real or unfounded, that's happening with Taiwan, China, U.S., and Russia. So that's pretty much it. So it's nothing real new. It's just the elevation of this is happening, I would say, at a higher level today than it was a year ago. Yeah, no kidding. It was one thing when the Democrats were going over there and trying to stir things up, but to have Taiwan's president come to the U.S., that's actually a pretty major deal. There's more being said there. But I think what's happening is, is that now that McCarthy, and I'm, we're not going to go too political right now, but that now, that now that McCarthy, who is a Republican, is now in office uh, as a Speaker of the House, I think that Taiwan's president's coming over and there's some other things that we won't know about, that we won't ever find out about, that McCarthy knows because of somebody that we shall not name at this point that I think will help Taiwan out. So that being said, let's move on before we get kicked off. Because if we do what, get kicked what off, says, stay tuned. Stay tuned, exactly. Stay tuned. All right, tell us about it, GJ. Where can you find us? Why would you find us there? In times.chat, in case we're ever booted. In case we're get booted, booted off from one of these platforms, you can always go to in times dot chat in time time look at those two models come on oh look at those those guys look like models good looking guys and we got a, we got the famous hand model <laughs> hey i could have gone gerber too you could have gone you hey you did as my buddy said last week you could go a gerber now you could i'll tell you i'll tell you what you know that show called where are they now <laughs> you're wondering where the Gerber baby went look no further look no further just to be clear the original Gerber baby was a baby girl was it a baby girl really yep it was a girl come on really yep. yeah the picture that's on the Gerber jars are it's a baby girl well and she's like 80 or 90 years old I'm sure that the woke community will go on that and jump on that anytime now. So moving on, you can find us at endtimes.chat. And yeah. you can get the newest episode as of last week. You'll have the other episode coming up in the next 24 hours. And you can also see that we're on all these other platforms. I mean, wow. we were working on it, working on it, working on it. There's actually a couple. There's a couple that we're on that we haven't even listed yet. Well, there you go. And we have generous sponsors. We have this one right here which GJ will talk about. You want a healthy product? I just said, actually, I was drinking it. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. You want great products? Go to Pay Free Fit and Free. Target on my back. Get some really cool gear. Like that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I'm wearing it. 
You got the you got the shirts that things that make you go target on my back. You got it all, bro. You know what? And then we also have one chair. Tell us a little bit more about one chair. One chair health. You need a health sharing alternative. Very affordable, great benefits. Go check them out. You got it. Well, one chair it is. Well, moving on now to leading up to the tribulation, we've got we can talk a little bit about the NBA because the NBA is doing some good stuff. Ex-NBA champ shares a screenshot of Soccer League's ridiculous question for his son. And he's pretty mad. So Andrew Bogut, he actually was a famous NBA, ex-NBA champ. And he actually got something from his son where he was filling it out. And this is what it said. GJ, you posted this. It's all you. Uh, his son's six years old. And he's going to play soccer. So the soccer's governing body in Australia, and the question was, if the boy, so it says, if the boy, <laughs> duh, if the boy, this is just how idiotic things have gotten. If the boy is non-binary, gender fluid, or some other mythical identity, mythical. So it prefaces, <laughs> if the boy is, all right, so what? What doesn't go together? <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> exactly. Why? So, non-binary, gender fluid, mythical identity. All right. Well, they just keep coming up with these new terms. I don't get it. Yeah. By the way, the picture on Gerber was a baby girl. It was a baby girl. I'm blown away. I did not know that. That's news to me. Well, speaking of ridiculous things that are on. <laughs> we, just, we just addressed it. <laughs> speaking of which, so there's a school board that decided it was going to terminate a contract with Christian teachers. Why, you might say? Because they think it makes the district unsafe. GJ, why would they think it was unsafe? I think you posted this article. I did. And if you showed the picture of one of the board members who brings this up, and I don't know if it's there, but I know it was on the cover photo. So it's a, a woman that has bunny ears or rabbit ears or cat ears or something, some mythical ears. She's a furry. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what. Anyway, she brought out that this is unsafe for their school district. So it's the... The uh, if you scroll up, I forget what's the college uh, is uh, Arizona Christian University. So, Arizona Christian University had a contract with the school district, which is a public school district in north central Phoenix. And this has been for years. And so, what happens? Uh, anyone that's in going to become a teacher, they can go and help teach, and, and then and then when they graduate, you know, they've already familiar with the district, they can be hired. and. So that's been going on for a long time. So anyway, so this one lady brought up, says it's unsafe. Then there's three board members, apparently, that are part of a group. And so it's okay to promote their group. It's not unsafe to promote godly and family values. That's really what it comes down to. So family values and godly values is being attacked so that they can insert whatever they want. The other thing is, if you really pay attention, the ones that are really yelling foul or unsafe or being offended, they're actually 
doing the exact same thing right back to the group that they're talking about. I mean, and now it's just getting, it's just everywhere. I mean, we just saw it with a six-year-old soccer team. Now you got the public school and it's just like, it just shows where we're at in the signs of the time of what's happening on a global scale and really what it comes down to evil versus good, Satan versus God. As you said earlier in the show, God wins, God has already won, and Satan's going to end up in hell for, for eternity, and uh, he's doing whatever he can, and it's really a spiritual battle. No doubt, because it actually says here that they've worked together for 11 years, and they, there was no complaints, no incidents that were reported. And even after all that, the district then forced all the student teachers from that Arizona Christian University, as it says here, to sign agreements not to proselytize in the classroom. In other words, they won't. They were not able to speak their faith in the classroom and, and invite anyone to come to church. That's what that's about. And there, there was nothing brought up that they were even doing this. No, nothing. There was no complaints at all. But somebody came out and tried to. So one person is now the majority. So we're seeing this across the board. One person. So basically they want to persecute or they want to cast shade, throw shade <laughs> on a group that's doing good. Well, this is what I want to kind of hang on this for a minute because uh, you just said it was one person and it really was one person, her name or whatever the name, him, her, I don't know, Tamilia Valenzuela. It says she was elected to the board last year and blasted teachers who are professed Christians saying they make students feel unsafe. Now, you said something a little earlier when we were off, ca off camera. Whoa. That, that, that is kind of like projected. I thought that was sacred ground. Now I'm finding it. It is sacred ground. But, I mean, it made, it made a lot of sense because it fits with what we're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> but she describes herself in her own biography on the district's website as, quote, a bilingual, disabled, neurodivergent, queer, black Latina who loves a good hot wing, but only with the right ranch and things that sparkle. Well, first of all, I don't know anybody that does not like things that sparkle. That was a joke. You can laugh. <laughs> but Well, you did start Zazzle. <laughs> Bedazzle. Or bedazzle. Bedazzle. Bedazzled. I get to spend an afternoon with Journey today and tomorrow. So I'll be bedazzled. Myself, I'm sure. But yeah, that's how she describes herself. Anyway, moving on. This is all, by the way, in leading up to the tribulation. We have some commentary here that you posted about Shaquille O'Neal. Well, this is a good transition. So good job in the transition. So Shaq was on a podcast, and there's two other people that were uh, on the podcast with him. And the topic of Deion Sanders, who is considered one of the greatest, if not the greatest cornerback in the history of pro football. And now he's a coach of the Colorado Buffaloes. And I mean, he's, they were one and 11. They haven't, they've had a losing, uh, for the last 20 years, they've been lo losing games. And actually, I think it's more than 20 years. And it's been 30, over 30 years since they won a national championship. And they haven't even been in the, the talk of doing anything phenomenal you know, in college football. And all of a sudden, in two months, he's turned the whole organization around. And he was on a, um, a sports show, 
and they were asking him, like, you know, who do he likes to recruit? And he said, for quarterbacks, I like smart quarterbacks. And the smartest ones, and I'm paraphrasing, so you can go read the article, but I'm paraphrasing. He basically was saying he likes to recruit quarterbacks who come from a home that has both the mom and father, you know, in the same home. He says there's stability. They're, they're probably going to make smart decisions and they're probably going to be doing good in school. Then he made the comment for the linemen. He likes it when they come from a single parent family because they're hungry and they want to take care of a mom or they want to take care of their dad because they've had to struggle. And a lot of times they're basically raising themselves. So he made those comments. I'm paraphrasing it. You can go read the article. So this came up on the podcast that Shaq was on, and I don't know if it's his podcast or whose it is, then he stood up, so Shaquille O'Neal stood up and said, hey, this makes sense. <laughs> and he goes, I'm a living testament. If I didn't have a mother and father in my home, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever probably played basketball. And I probably wouldn't have had the discipline to do what I needed to do when I did start playing. Of course, that caught you know, news as well, because, oh my gosh, how could you stand up for this and, and all this? And that's, and people are going to be offended and he's doing this and he's doing that. So again, he basically said, I'm a product of what he said. And I support Deion Sanders. Well, I mean, he's, he's just actually Shaquille O'Neal has been probably a little bit more truth than, than Deion Sanders did just because this is, I'm not going to quote it exactly. I'll, I'll bleep it out, but Shaquille O'Neal doubled down on it and said, no, no, there's nothing wrong with what he said. He said, you know why I have discipline? You know why I don't get in trouble? You know why I don't do dumb bleep? My daddy would have whipped my bleep. <laughs> and that's just the way it is. I, my, my butt would have been whooped. And, uh, and then Shaquille O'Neal finished up and said, lots of kids don't have that. So Deion Sanders, I want to, if you're listening to this, I'm not sure if you are or if you ever will, but if you do listen to this, we'd love to have you on. I'd love to have you actually talk about that and what the end times may mean to you because what a way to stand up well by the way we are smart we are tough we are disciplined we're smart fast or smart tough fast disciplined with character with that's character. us that's us hey hey, hey. We, could, we, we could play for him i could, well one thing i'm missing is uh some muscles that, <laughs> that I, i'd have to work on you know from this area down to this area. I'm just saying, got to work on that. Hey, we'll just call plays. Well, hey, I'll just call plays. I'll be on the sidelines. I'll tell them what they have to do. Yeah. Uh, and they can do it. Well, thank God for Deion Sanders. And also thank God for Shaq standing up and saying, you know what? He speaks the truth. I'm sure they were trying to get Shaq to, to try to say something that was against what Deion Sanders was. Absolutely. And try to trap him in some way. But Shaq wasn't biting. You know, kind of moving on and leading up to a tribulation. I saw this today. This morning, actually, in the news, Turkey actually has a president. His name is Erdogan. That's the president's name, last name there. And we have been watching Turkey's president because Turkey is directly north of Israel. They could potentially be part of the northern armies that come down and try to invade Israel. So, and that's in Ezekiel chapter 37, 38, as we've talked about before. But Turkey actually has an opposition leader that's trying to emerge and make himself known in Turkey to potentially take over. And I thought this picture was most poignant because it seems that pointing point. This is most pointing. Cause he's pointing. Exactly. 
His name is Kamal, and I'm not going to try to mention it, say his last name, but his name is Kamal, and he is trying to push himself forward as one of the leaders that Turkey should uh, shift over to. And I would venture to say he might be using the, and from what I read in the article, might be using the whole earthquake situation that happened there in the last month, which was tragic, and we still don't know how many people have perished in that since it happened, but I'm sure we'll find out as we go. Kind of using that as a as a stepping stool to say, no, we need change. You know, Erdogan is not doing what he should be doing. So let's keep a close eye on that. I'm not sure I have much more to say about that. But then GJ, what the heck, posted this, or maybe I did. I posted this. I didn't even put it in the chat. Actually, I just tried to oh, pull it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, GJ, you posted it, but no, you didn't. And GJ, no, you didn't put that, so. I did. No, I did. I'm going to, I'll see you next week. Oh, no, I, I posted this. Australian police. They actually have come out and said that people that profess premillennialism. Now, premillennialism is what GJ and I believe. Like, we believe that the rapture will actually happen before the tribulation, before the millennial reign of Christ happens. That's when the rapture is going to happen. But they're saying that that in and of itself is an extreme ideology. And they're connecting that belief of premillennialism to terrorism. So if I couldn't think of anything more appropriate to put into leading up to the tribulation, because there's, there is going to be a way that the government, or those in charge, or those in leadership, when the one world government does, does happen, and it will happen, mark my words, you'll remember this. If Hopefully you're, you're not here on earth when it happens. But if you are, remember what we've said to you, that if it does happen, there's a one world government, one world religion, one world financial system, there will be a way for people to say that Christians are bad. And so therefore we must seek after them and we must find a way to put them in the grave or put them down. I can't think of a better way than saying that equating what they believe as scripture to terrorism. I can't think of another way to do that. And then I had a good friend of mine send to me, uh, as actually right across a neighbor across the street, sent me an email. We've already talked about this on the show, but it was a video of somebody walking into a Whole Foods and just scanning their card, and there's no cashier, there's no, there's, there may be some people stocking the shelves, but you go in, you take what you want, and you just walk out the door, and it charges your bank account based on that little scan that you did, either on your palm or some QR code, and it's connected to your bank account. So we already know that there's, they're moving towards a one-world financial system that's going to be like that, and the scripture says that you will not be able to buy and sell unless you take the mark of the beast. So that's all another reason why I mentioned that. But I thought this was just apropos for the day. And and I believe as we move on into things that make you go, that I know I posted this one, uh, not posted it, but I should. But I thought another great way of describing this is that there is a leader of Hezbollah. They're considered to be a terrorist organization. Hezbollah or Hezbollah, if I'm saying that correctly. Israel is nearing its end. So the Hezbollah chief has said that divisions in Israel over judicial reforms, a sign of impending end of the Jewish state. There is a constant, what do I say? Constant information that's being put out there by not only terrorist organizations, but Iran, and it will filter up into the north of we have to eradicate the Jewish people from the planet. So Najrullah, who is that Hezbollah chief, has said that, hey, by the way, we're going to bring an end to the Jewish state. 
and we will take over. There you have it. I think, if I'm not mistaken, you may have posted this. Am I wrong? I did post it. I did post it. So one right. you're, you're off the hook. <laughs> but did I? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I did. I did. And so the mayor of New York City, I don't know, I think he came in office last year. So he hasn't been in office that long. And uh, he's been categorized as very liberal in how he operates. However, at a prayer breakfast last week, he talked about how when prayer was removed from public schools in the United States of America, that was the beginning of other issues within the school. And he said before, when there was prayer in the school, there wasn't violence. When they took prayer out of the school, violence started infiltrating. And uh, for him to say that, as a very, very liberal individual, was very powerful. And, uh, you know, the whole article talks about, you know, he says, you know, the, the separation of church and state, he said that the church is the heart. And if you remove the heart, people die. And that's basically what he said. And I'm paraphrasing it. So the article, I, I thought it was going to be a very negative one. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, here we go. <laughs> And I was a little like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. He definitely uh, said some stuff that was truthful and shocking at the same time. No doubt about that. Well, we also have two more positive things to share. Woo! You posted this one also. Go for it. The last are yours. So a movie came out on, on February 24th called Jesus Revolution. And actually, we we're part of the marketing of this film. It is exceeding what they thought would do, they would do in the theater. So God has been, had his hand on this from the beginning. So Kelsey Grammer was on one of the late night shows with Jimmy Fallon. I was shocked by some of the questions that Jimmy Fallon asked because a lot of times, you know, when they start talking about Jesus, these shows don't want to hear about it. So they asked Kelsey how he, you know, got involved with this role and he plays a, a pastor uh, by the name of Chuck Smith, who was, so this is based on real life events, real life people. Chuck Smith was a pastor in Southern California. So, so anyway, God was definitely working on Kelsey Grammer. And uh, so anyway, he, he was praying and he just knew that God had something more for him. He didn't even know what it was. And I don't know how strong of a Christian he was at that point. And anyway, the next day, the script to this film shows up and and they were asking him to play Chuck Smith, the pastor in this film. And so he realized there's a sign. God is moving and I need to take this role. And he went on has said in other shows and some of the interviews that how this has progressed and just on in his personal life, how God is touching his life and other people's. So anyway, that's a film that it's in theaters right now. And if you haven't seen it, go see it because it's it's a really good film. And uh, he also made the joke: you got competition of Cocaine Bear. Yes, that's the name of a film. <laughs> cocaine <Jesus> Bear Revolution. <laughs> that's right. I think that only got like seven million or something like that in the, in the office. So go see it, and uh, you want you you want really good solid films. You got to go in the first week. The first, you know, first 10 days are critical for any film. 
for any film. And by the way, I'm, I'm hoping that this will be something that uh, we can actually market on this show and also on the Lost Art Relationship page. But tonight I was invited and Tanya and a couple other of, of my friends that are taken with me. I was invited to a movie screening and that movie screening is for none other than the movie called The Big George Foreman. So most people don't know that George Foreman later in life became a believer. And this is his story of redemption that has happened in his life with all the things that he went through as a boxer. So I am really looking forward to seeing it. We're seeing it, I think, two, a month and a half or so before it actually is released in the theaters. And we get a chance to kind of share a little, a little bit of, about our thoughts on it. But going to see that tonight, my good friend Dave Omgren, who was actually the reason why GJ and I met to begin with, was because he invited me to come down to a little place in Alabama for a movie screening. And that's where I met GJ and Alita. And I'll, I'll be- It wasn't a movie screening. It was filming of the film. The filming of the movie. Yes. I still believe. I still believe but you're with Jeremy Camp. But um, I'll be forever grateful to Dave Armgren for, for his role in that. And this is the last one we have, by the way. I think you posted this from 2GJ about what Greg Laurie has said about the movie. So in that photo is Greg and his wife. And then the two younger individuals, the guy plays Greg in the movie. And the girl plays Kathy Laurie, which is Greg's wife. Alita actually interviewed uh, Kathy probably a month ago. And it's, again, there are two characters in this film that were highly impacted and went on to uh, become pastors of a large church in Southern California. And just as I shared with about Kelsey Grammer taking on the role to be the pastor, Chuck Smith, in the film, God's had his hand on this since he wrote the book. So originally, Greg Laurie wrote the book, whoop, by the way, I'm not getting paid for this, called Jesus Revolution. And so he wrote about how that came about in the late 60s, early 70s. And the um, reason I bought the book is I was studying revival. Like, what, where does revival start and how does it start and what keeps it going? Ironically, revival has been talked about in the news lately. And I felt like Jesus Revolution, when I found out it was going to be a film, I was like, I believe it's going to be a catalyst for revival. Because that, that was called the hippie revival or the Jesus Revolution. I mean, they had different terms, but it really started with the hippies looking for hope. And they were looking all the wrong places. And then they finally started looking at Jesus, and it just created a huge movement. And I believe God is on the move. And I felt like when this movie was going to come out, I felt like it was going to be a catalyst for a movement. And I believe there's a, a new Jesus revolution happening. So anyway, God's had his hand on it since the beginning. I love it. Well, that's a great transition to, to talk a little bit about what we were going to talk about today. And jumping back into Revelation, Revelation, we just finished up with Revelation chapter six, verses one through eight. And that presented to us the first four judgments that God had poured out. We also talked about the only person that was able to open up the scrolls, the seals of the scroll was Jesus himself. And that the first four horsemen of the apocalypse, the, the rider of those horses of four different colors was more than likely the same rider. And that is the Antichrist. And then we also then look to Revelation chapter six, verses nine through 17. And that's where we're going to head to next. 
Today, we're only, we're only going to hit verses 9 and 10. And I'm just going to talk a little bit about kind of introing this whole fifth seal judgment. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about it next week in verse 11. But from the opening of the first four seals, it's obvious, to, at least to me, the world is being plunged into a terrible and frightening time. Now, I called this, the title of this message today, The Great Day, because a lot of times in scripture, it says that it's the great and awesome or the great and terrible day of the Lord or the day of the Lord when the day of the Lord comes. So this is what is called the predicted period of seven years known as the great tribulation of which Jesus Christ said in Matthew 24, 21, 22, for then there will be great distress unequaled from the beginning of the world until now and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. So Jesus himself was saying that there will be a seven-year tribulation period. Zephaniah the prophet in the Old Testament said in Zephaniah 1, verses 14 to 16, The great day of the Lord is near, near and coming quickly. Listen, the cry on the day of the Lord will be bitter. The shouting of the warrior there, that day will be a day of wrath, a day of distress and anguish, a day of trouble and ruin, a day of darkness and gloom a day of clouds and blackness, a day of trumpet and battle cry against the fortified cities and against the corner towers. The phrase, the day of the Lord, is an eschatological term that not only applies to historical judgments that, come upon, that came upon the people of Israel in the past, but also refers to a future terrible day when the judgments and catastrophes of planet Earth will far exceed anything that preceded it. I mean, if we think that the earthquake that happened in Turkey and Syria was bad, there will be a great earthquake that actually shakes almost the entire earth, and that will be even worse. So the terrible day of the Lord or the day of judgments that come will be even worse than what we have now. When the seven seals are opened, it reveals the message and contents of the scroll. And these are the official proclamation by the Lord of the universe that judgment day has come. So in Revelation chapter 6, verses 9 through 17, that is the whole scripture passage that says the great day of God's wrath has come. So just to kind of open up a little bit about the fifth seal judgment, the fifth seal judgment is literally called the cry of the martyrs. One of the fascinating facts about the seven seals is that the one that one of them speaks of those who have lost their lives because of their faith in the word of God and their witness for the Lord. These are obviously the martyrs of history. They have a special place in God's heart. And here they are honored in a very unique way. Well, first of all, we have to talk about two or three things here. First of all, what are the identity of these souls? The identity of these souls, we are told they are, were found under the altar. This does not refer to the altar of incense, but rather the altar of sacrifice. Their lives had been sacrificed much like the sacrificial animals killed daily in the tabernacle and the temple before Jesus had actually been crucified and slain for us. Since the text says that they, quote, had been slain, it implies that their deaths occurred prior or before this period of time. There will be many believers killed during the tribulation. We know that, as will be noted in verse 11. These martyrs are from that we're talking about now are from past history. 
Two reasons are given as to why they were killed. One, because of the word of God, and two, because of the testimony they had maintained. Both in conviction and in confession, they were tested as to the reality of what they believed. Some may call them the saints that have gone on before. They never saw the fulfillment of the promises that they believed in. Perhaps they're actually the ones that are honored in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 35 to 39. Because we also know, we learn of the martyrs in history from that passage as well. Now we, instead of, you know, now that we know the identity of these souls, what was the injustice that they expressed? Well, in the light of what they had suffered and the long delay in the fulfillment of God's promises, it's no wonder that they cry with a loud voice. They appeal to God's character and sense of justice as they cry out, How long, sovereign Lord, holy and true? until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood. They cry that out before God's throne. God's holiness demands justice will be done. Since God is true and faithful to his promises, he must carry out revenge against a world that has rejected him and his servants. These souls also appeal to his sovereign authority over all the earth when they address him as Lord, capital L-O-R-D. Life is filled with many injustices. Victims are ignored while criminals go free. That's happened throughout history. It is only natural to want revenge because of the things that have happened that have been injustices. However, the Bible is clear concerning the right of revenge. It says in three different places in scripture, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and Romans, specifically Romans 12, 19, vengeance and judgment belong to God and he will take it. This does not mean that people who commit crimes are to be tolerated and that no punishment is to be given, but God instituted a government and a principle of law to deal with the injustices and crimes of society. The exacting of punishment does not belong to the individual, but to the civil authorities, as it says in Romans 13, 1-7. But the martyrs of the past simply cry, when? When will God do what he promised and avenge the blood of his servants? It's clear that revenge belongs to the Lord. It's clear also that he has promised to avenge the blood of all his servants who have suffered because of their faith in his promises. These martyrs ask what many of us ask about the injustices and evils of our society. The very things that we talk about on a weekly basis here on the show. How long, O Lord? And that's where I'm going to end right there. Because next week, we're going to talk about what instructions they are given from God himself. So, GJ, what are some thoughts that you may have about what we just shared and then lead some people to Jesus? If you could see oh, Papa Reynolds, there's a lot of red there he was underlining. <laughs> and one thing he said, and the people that you were referring to are the souls that were underneath the altar, he referred to them as the faithful. So they stayed true to what was holy. And the other part here is I find it ironic that Okay, it's like, finally, Lord, <laughs> finally. <laughs> so the human side kicks in and says, we want it right now. So it's all in God's timing. So again, you know, regardless where you're at, and including Australia, regardless where you're at in, in the world, is things that are happening across the board. I'm going to throw it back to you because all of a sudden, I feel like I'm trying to be silenced here. You got it. First of all, we, we pray that Jesus just takes away this cough and this uh, thing that's happening, especially since he's been ready to, GJ was ready to lead people to Jesus. But 
there's something to be said about when the word just a, just a question when, and my question to you is, when will you trust that Jesus has come, had died on the cross, to save us as sinners, to be that sacrifice, so that we can have a relationship with God? And it's not it's not a judgment. That's not a judgment at all. It's just a question when. We come in day after day, and I know there's many believers that watch our show, but there's also many people that don't believe that also watch our show. My question to you is, is when will you accept Jesus as your Savior? I, f- I feel like today is the day of salvation. And it says in the scripture, today is that day, and tomorrow it may be too late. But today is your day. And so if you're here and you're wondering, man, I just there's something more to life. There's something more that's here that I want to grab a hold of. I will say this is that in that movie, Jesus Revolution, and also what, what I'm going to see tonight in Big George Foreman in that movie that I'm going to see this evening, is that there is more. There's so much more. And the more is Jesus himself. He will open up a door to your heart that you never knew even existed, that you will be, begin to see things about God, about Jesus, about the Holy Spirit that you've never been able to understand before. And those things will become known to you. And you'll want to share them with others because the time is short and it's getting shorter by the day. And so if you got your voice back, man, I'd love for you to introduce people to Jesus. Well, we'll give it another go. Let's do it. Hallelujah. Father, we come to you. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your compassion. And obviously when we read certain things in the Bible, it sounds pretty harsh. and And when you really read the Bible, you find that your love and your compassion for each and every one of us is to be obedient and to be leaning into you and to repent. And uh, another thing that I just read in my dad's Bible is is unrepentance can lead to demonic activity. So somebody needed to hear that right now. So if if you haven't repented and asked for forgiveness or forgiven someone else, Demonic activity is just right there around the corner. Maybe it's swirling around you. So <clears throat> Jesus is asking for you to turn to him, give all your burdens to him. And if you know Jesus, then you've heard this before. If you, ha- if you don't know Jesus, I ask that you recognize that Jesus is Lord and Savior, that the only way to the Father, which is God Almighty, is through Jesus. That's the only way. Recognize that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and to ask Jesus to come into our heart, make it new, to ask for forgiveness, and to turn away from whatever we're doing so that we can move forward and live a life of purpose, on purpose, for God's purpose. So, dear Lord, I ask that you come into my heart. I recognize you're Lord and Savior. I recognize that you died on the cross for forgiveness of all of our sins, both in the past and in the future. We thank you for this. I pray that you make my heart new so I can turn away and I can lean into you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I've been struggling for about a year and a half at times, and I truly believe Satan's trying to silence me. And one of the things I read recently, the number one attribute we have is our voice. And why is that? Because we can claim and we can pray and we can ask with our voice. Now, if you don't have voice, there are ways around it. 
However, a voice is very powerful, and I feel like my voice has been under attack. So you can pray for me on that. And if you're not of Jesus, then you need to leave because Jesus is more powerful than Satan. That's right. Yep. I don't, there's nothing more I can add to that. That's, that's, it is what it is. And there's been a lot of a demonic attack, which means that we're over the target. We know that the enemy is working hard. There's a lot of things that are happening in our society. We have to stay vigilant. We have to keep our eyes open. We must see what's going on around us. That may drive us further into serving Christ, serving each other. That's great. But may it drive you further into loving God and loving others, which drives that service. But I really do believe that our eyes need to be opened. And when our eyes are opened and we have that voice that obviously the enemy is trying to take away from both of us in one way, shape, or another, that we will continue to speak. We'll continue to come week in, week out, as long as Jesus has us do it. And um, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. And God bless. Make sure, make sure you watch what's going on around you because there's a lot happening. Talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.